Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, have you or is it necessary to have the, the conversation about the temptations of Vegas? <laughs> <laughs> um, I have not gone there with the guys. Uh, it's, it's definitely a valid question by you. Uh, but at the same point in time, I hope our guys are uh, mature enough and understand enough to, to be smart. And I think that's why uh, we also have that curfew. The Parkins and Spiegel Show. Afternoons on The Score. I'm sorry, but our producer, Sean Anderson, dropping some cocktail twins in here at the end of our show with Leaving Las Vegas was absolutely exquisite. That's a music reference. Nice it's, call. Thank you. It's Parkinson Spiegel on the score. We're live at Stadium Swim, Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. We're here for Bears and Raiders. Still a few minutes to register uh, for tickets to the game. If you don't have tickets, we've got them for you, courtesy of a legionnaire. You just got to register, giving them away. This place is amazing. Thank you to Derek Stevens. Thank you to Circa. Thank you to Stadium Swim. It's been absolutely incredible. But joining us now in Cabana 6 former Bear from 02 to 06 who's on the Super Bowl team, Steve Edwards offensive lineman, joining us in studio. What's up Steve? How's it going man? Oh man, it's uh, man, it's great right now man I just landed literally uh, maybe about an hour ago Yeah, and you came right here to Stadium right. Swim in Cabana 6. Oh uh, yeah man I checked, we, uh, we uh, left our bags, we're staying at um, Resorts World Okay. So we, we just dropped out the bags, headed right down here, man. Oh, that's beautiful. Uh, and you heard us talking about it, right? Yeah, I, I, I listen to you guys all the time. I mean, I, I was always known as the guy that listened to the score, even when I played. And it, players used to be like, how do you do that? And you might hear your name. I was like, well, I, I, don't, I don't know. I just, I'm a Chicago guy. I always listen to the score. Uh, yeah, it used to hurt my feelings sometimes, you know, playing and hearing it. But, you know, obviously after I was done, always uh, engaged in on the score. I was listening to you guys, and I was like, man, shoot, uh, shout, uh, shout you guys out on uh, Twitter, and Shane hit me up, and here I am. Here that, you are. That is awesome. I, I love that. I love when, I love knowing, frankly, that we penetrated the uh, locker room just a little bit during those years. I mean, 02 to 06, 
I mean, so, so we penetrated the locker room. People would talk about it every once in a while. What you heard on the score? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was, uh, you know, it, it, you know, you, we, you know, we might get in front of the media and act like we don't listen and <laughs> Erlacher and them act like they didn't, uh, you know, like they were like mute to all that. No, we, we, we heard loud and clear and we saw newspapers. Newspapers used to be literally outside of our cold tub. You know, getting wet, everybody will be looking. You just you stay tuned in. It's just what you know. You want to hear what the you know media has to say, the fans have to say. But you guys still go out there and do your job. So that's fascinating. So with you, like you guys, understandably seeing that, did some of the coaches see it too? And would they acknowledge some of the stuff, like as an elephant in the room, or did they try to play dumb? Oh, they played dumb. You know, uh, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Lovey, you know, he, oh, you yeah. know, those guys saw it. I mean, it, you do it. You know, a article came out, and I remember the article came out about me. And the number one guy was Olin. Olin, if you said anything wrong, or not even, you could just walk the fine line in an interview. He's gonna tear it apart somehow. You were just always scared to do an interview. I, I, I did, I did an interview when I first got my first start, and was just about me being happy to have this opportunity and looking forward to trying to capitalize on it. And Olin was just, we're going through the airport and he's saying it in front of Jerry. He's like, Jerry, you gotta, Edwards wants to get paid. You know, just, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, come what, on. What do you, what, what do you do being happy, Edwards? Jeez, <laughs> stop, stop with that happiness crap. Olin, uh, no place for that in football with Olin Cruz. Olin doesn't care about the ears of Jerry Angelo. He's gonna give it to you, Steve Edwards. Absolutely, man. It was just, you know, you wanted to do the interviews. Everybody wanted to be out there, and you know, I enjoyed it being a Chicago guy. But you know, you always had that guy over your shoulder as Olin Cruz, and you walk in that room. He might not even say anything. You just wait till he gets in front of everybody, mm -hmm. and he then he blasts you out. So no, it was very. We were very aware of the media, and everybody was paying attention. Are you still a little afraid of Olin Cruz? Absolutely. I'm scared of Olin. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, are we. So are we. Yeah. Olin, Olin told me that he doesn't have any that he doesn't have any fight left in him, that he that he's no, no longer a fighter. But I think that like any any all time great, he's always got one left in him. You know what I mean? He can come out of retirement. He might not win the heavyweight title fight anymore, but there's one more great fight left in Olin Cruz. Absolutely. You know, uh, I think he has a lot of fight, uh, especially when it comes to this game of football. I, I know we kind of talked about a little bit about him being, you know, his involvement, that he should be a guy that be in that, uh, that organization. He, he just he just knows the game. He has plenty of fight. You know, he, he, he plays it down, but that's a smart, smart, smart guy. That's what we were talking about just before the segment, Danny. Steve and I were talking about how the McCaskey family has needed someone in their ear in those boardrooms for a long, long time. And it needs to be somebody who knows the game, understands the game, and has the courage to stand up and say absolutely anything. And and that's why Olin comes to mind. Because, I thought you were talking about me. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll take the job. I think about you for so many things. Yeah, sure, of course. Just, just not that one at all. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, but Olin, yes, I do think about Olin for that. Because Olin always talked to anybody about stuff, right, Steve? Yeah. I mean, he, he'll go to anybody up in that building and he had he had that pool, man. He could go upstairs. You know, we we weren't none of us were like just, you know. You had guys like Erlacher. They had that pool to go up there, but they weren't going up there talking noise. Like Olin was 
pulling some, you know, pulling some major chords around that that organization, and people had to respect him. He, the, the respect was through the roof for him, and uh, his knowledge of the game. It just off the field. I mean, the dude is very uh, smart as far as even in his financial life. You know, the guy had his house across the street uh, from Hallis Hall. Outside that complex, he had a house. He made sure he was. That was a smart move. Just make sure I can be five minutes away wow. and just. You know, I can stay here all night. And it won't take me long to get home and get, you know, get settled down. And, you know, you just, you know, you just a lot of respect. I never played guard when they, when they announced I was going to start the beginning of the season. I was always a tackle. Rex Tucker got hurt, but it was uh, middle of the week. I mean, uh, Bob Wiley was like, you're starting. And I was like, at guard, I've never played it. But the fact that I'm playing next to Olin Cruz, the guy just, you know, he just, he taught me how to, you know, just come off the rock. I'm gonna point you where you need to go. Wow. Yeah, and I've always respected him, man. And just, I call it. He doesn't like when I call him. I tell you, you're the Michael Jordan of uh, offensive line. <laughs> wow. He hates it. I mean, <laughs> why? Because he thinks he's better. Uh, no. <laughs> I don't know. I ain't asked about that. I was like, <laughs> uh, you know that the locker room like policing itself. I'm always fascinated by that because like Owen was that dude, but you had. You had stars. You were a Super Bowl team. You had a high-profile coach. Like, do you ever remember incidents of like, whether it was Erlacher, whether it was Owen or Briggs or whomever? Like, where it's like, okay, the locker room took care of that one. Yeah, we we had that. I mean, um, there's a lot of situations <laughs> when I was there. Um, Owen was sometimes involved in them. You know what I mean? Sure. But uh, it was sometimes things you know behind the scenes needed to be done. Somebody was acting out of place. Uh, it was handled, and he, you know, in some cases, a lot of cases, you didn't hear about it. You know, you guys kept stuff. You kept stuff from us finding out about it. Yeah, you know, you know, you know, it's obviously a couple things that happened that yeah. got out. They couldn't hold that, but uh, there were some things that needed to be addressed. Some guys come into the culture of the locker room, were act a certain way. All of was quick to check. Uh, check. I, I put one out there. Thank I'm you. just gonna be the. It, it was Jeff George. Many of our oh. thousand of quarterbacks we had. Um, <laughs> we got him at the end of the year. It was yeah. like, I didn't even know Jeff George was, you know, came out there and, you know, he had a reputation of, you know, boozing up a little bit. And, yeah, you know, um, Olin ended that real quick. You know what I mean? He thought he was coming out with the O-line group. He was like, no, nah, we're not going to even promote you going out with us and having a good time. Because, you know, based on his reputation, like, man, you just, you're here at the end of the year. You're here to help us try to win. You, you know, you're—I uh, mean, our eighth quarterback of the year. So you know, it, you know, it was just one of those things. And we had some other situations. <laughs> you know, where quarterbacks came in and all in, all in set the tempo, man. He just wanted things a certain way, and you just had to abide by that, or you know, things would go down. Well, see, that's the way that it felt from the outside. But to hear that kind of confirmation is heavy stuff. Like watching it. We knew, like, Olin, you knew he kind of controlled the room. You didn't know some of the details of it. All right, so you're a Chicago guy. You mentioned all the different quarterbacks that have come out. Are you psyched about Justin Fields? I mean, we're, we're, we're over the moon and very, very hopeful yeah. right now. Um, I'm literally, when they made the move, we was watching the draft. No real excitement. Just, you know, see what we're going to do. Yep. And when they made that move and we saw him falling, and I was with my brother, and we just, just watching the whole cards just play out. I said we might get Justin Fields, and when it did go down, you just it, it, the life in the in the in the in the Bears community in Chicago just was lifted. You could feel it. Yep. And um, you know, obviously we were a little disappointed the first time he got out there, not having him prepared. 
But this last game, saw some flashes. Um, we just want to see the kid get better and better each week, man. We want to see that progression. But uh, absolutely excited. I wish we would have had a guy like that. <laughs> what, how, how frustrating was it? And I mean, I know you were, you were on a great Bears team, but how frustrating was it feeling like you had every component of the team except the quarterback? Oh, man, it was frustrating, man. You know, I even look at Jay Cutler. Some people be like, they're going, they go hard at Jay. I wish we had Jay because sure. we had a line that could run the ball. Yeah. We, we would run the ball into eight-man boxes. And, I, I mean, we had no other choice. Chad Hutchinson and all the – I mean, we had no answers at quarterback. Oh, if we would have just had a guy who had some arm talent, you know, we would have had an opportunity. How, how quick did you know that, that Rex wasn't the dude? It, well, it really is after the injuries. Really? I mean, before the injuries, he looked like the deal. He had flashes. We, he had flashes. Yeah, we far. felt good about Rex. But then the injuries, you know, he had the, uh, the wrist, the rookie year, yep. and then the knee in the Minnesota game. And then, obviously, he came back and showed some things. But then, you know, a lot of interceptions. But the promise was there before. But afterwards, you started seeing, like, you know, after the Super Bowl, like, this is not – we need something more. We need that guy. To go with that, that other component to go with this team and never really got it and then now we're here and we got an aging defense what does you know how do you build around this kid i talk about it man like my whole life basically you know went to school in new york lived in kansas city for a bit but following the bears i've been in chicago in my whole life never have had a good quarterback hey danny jay, go, jay go. would have a year you know what I mean? But it wasn't it wasn't sustained. Hey, Steve, he's a puppy, man. Like, <laughs> we go older than that still, decades after decade after I know, but at least, at least if you go further back than that, you, you have a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like, I, I know, but it's – but but I in, mean, in, the, in the quarterback context, Captain, it's true. It goes yeah, back even further. That's the thing. Like, you, you're right. Yes, of course there's a Super Bowl, but that wasn't McMahon doing it. It was Hampton saying that he was the monkey driving the limo. Right. Like, it was always – it, always a thing. So that that's the specter of now we're facing. It's just so crazy, man. Because like you see it, like if you have a great one, every other component of the team doesn't need to be great. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. The Bears have been doing it the hard way, where it's like everything else you try to make it as good as possible to like carry a quarterback along. But if you get a great quarterback, you can have a shoddy offensive line and a weak pass rush and like still be pretty damn competitive. You know? And so it's just. I don't know. I'm, I'm ready for it. And I feel like we're kind of at the beginning of something here. But then again, I was talking myself into Mitch, too. <laughs> <laughs> I really yeah. was. Yeah, you know, we're, you know, we're in that we're in that vulnerable, vulnerable spot. Yeah, man. It's, and, it's tough. And, uh, but I think it's real. And, uh, you know, we just got to be careful how we, you know, take. And I, I think these moves were organizational moves, you know, stardom. You know, you give up the play call. And I think that somebody came down somewhere. And I mm. think, you know, I just don't think Nagy would have just gave that up like that. Um, so um, just excited to see where it goes. But, you know, we have a tough stretch coming up here games. I just looked at the schedule. Oh, it's brutal. Uh, I mean, but this is going to be the thing that, you know, you got to look at Peyton Manning. He went through it. All the quarterbacks go through it. Uh, Aikman had a rough rookie year. Yeah. Elway had a rough rookie year, you know? So uh, who would have been your all-Bears teammate Vegas crew? Oh, man. Like, if you could pick, you know, three, four, five Bears teammates to come out and just do, dominate a Vegas weekend. Oh. And maybe you did that. Oh. But. Well, no, actually, I didn't go to Vegas. I, I haven't been to Vegas. I, my first time going to Vegas is four years ago. So I'm late in the game of Vegas. I didn't go while I was playing, which would probably have been absolutely out of control for me. So maybe it was a good thing. 
But uh, I would go Mike Gandy. I don't know if you remember Mike Gandy from Notre Dame. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's my boy. That was my nice. party. Yeah, we. Uh, that was my uh, sidekick in Chicago. We kicked it. Um, I would go Lance Briggs. Always a great time. Briggs sure. got a good smile. Um, it's a happy yeah. yeah. Number one draft pick, Jerry Azuma. Oh. Uh, Jerry Azuma. The mayor. The hey, mayor of Chicago. Hell of a poker player, too, Jerry yeah. Azuma. If you guys didn't know, Jerry was the mayor yeah. of Chicago. <laughs> yeah, there was no doors. Like, even as a Chicago Bears player, you would go to places in Chicago and they would give us the stiff. We called it the stiff arm, where they would like just like, hey, you know, uh, you, you know, hold us up at the door, and we expect to go right in. Uh, Jerry Azuma, he all doors open. So even when we were playing, we like, I want to go in with Jerry. Jerry, when you go in there, I'm going in with you because I don't want to get stiffed on. So Jerry Azuma, <laughs> man, he's retired now in the, uh, that that world. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but, but, but he dominated that world for a yeah. time. I was actually hitting him up like, hey, you going to Vegas? I was trying to find out because I want to be with you. You know, <laughs> you figure he opens doors out here. Oh uh, yeah, he he. Has has them open everywhere, man. <laughs> the Zoom, man. That's amazing. Well, Steve, man, great that you came by. Awesome that you listened to the score. We'll hang out. We'll have some drinks. We're not oh, yeah. going anywhere. The show's just over. So uh, thank you to Ray the Engineer. Thank you to Sean Anderson back in the shop. Thank you to Mark Potash, who was on the show today. Yep. Thank you to all the listeners who came out to Stadium Swim and Circa, Derek Stevens and the whole crew out here. If you are in Chicago and you are ever going to go to Vegas again, Circa Resort and Casino, Stadium Swim, world's largest sports book, the pool, the sports book. It's absolutely unbelievable. Good luck to White Sox fans. I hope you have a game on Monday opposite our show. If you don't, we'll be there for you. And either way, we'll be there for you after the Bears in Vegas and much, much more. That's right. Shane Ritter and our executive producer, Steve Edwards, Matt Spiegel. I'm Danny Parkins. We are Parkins and Spiegel. This is The Score. God bless and go Bears. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 